Hi there, I'm Lori Hellman, mom to Skylar, my incredible adult son with severe nonverbal autism. My goal when creating the Living the Sky Life podcast five years ago was that the content of each episode brings hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways to each listener. In sharing the many relatable caregiver stories and experiences, I sincerely hope that you never feel like you have to travel your parenting journey alone. If you haven't already, please connect with me through my Facebook page, Welcome to My Life, Skylar's World, or Instagram, Welcome to My Life underscore Lori Hellman. And let's keep the conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes or Audible, please leave a rating and a written review and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in and subscribing to season five of Living the Sky Life. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Living the Sky Life. Next up on my sibling series, um, I have who is 13 years old and in the seventh grade. She lives at home with her mom, dad, brother, grandmother, and two beloved cats, Leo and Max. Her older brother, Jack, who is age 16, has autism, cerebral palsy, and developmental delay. Lee enjoys creating video animation, writing, gaming, and playing Dungeons and Dragons with her friends. She wants to be a videographer when she grows up. You can follow their family on Facebook at Loving Jack or on their blog, LovingJack.com. So please enjoy my episode with Lee. This episode is brought to you by Mia Via Toys, a brand dedicated to creating toys and learning aids for kids with autism and other developmental challenges. My son Skylar has almost every toy from Mia Via, and a few of our favorites are definitely the sensory-weighted plush octopus named Quigley and the plush elephant named Ellie. Heck, my daughter even took the mini Quigley to college. One of the coolest new offerings is the Line and Learn Cars set, which includes 20 cars and a fold-up parking lot. To check out all the incredible products, visit Mia Via Toys, that's M-E-A-V-I-A-T-O-Y-S dot com, and use promo code SKYLIFE15 to receive 15% off your first order. So welcome back to another episode of Living the Sky Life. I have the pleasure today of having um, another sibling of autism on my podcast today. Come to the podcast, Lee. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I um I was excited when your mom reached out and said that you'd be interested um, because you are 13. And I think most of the people that I've had on are the younger sibling, um, or I'm sorry, are the older sibling. So it, it's kind of a good mix of younger and older siblings. So um, so before we start, I guess, getting into you and your brother, um, tell us a little bit about you, about your favorite hobbies or talents, hidden talents, <laughs> subjects you like in school, anything about you? Uh, great. I'm in seventh grade. Um, I like video gaming. I edit things for fun. I animate and cool. I write. Shows. I also do something very strange and I sort things by color, always, <laughs> constantly. Um, it's just something that I find stimulates me mm -hmm. is it comforting to you to, yes so your closet i imagine is all rainbow organized mine is mine is not mine is oh, okay. very messy but like i do odd i don't sort normal things that most people would sort i sort sprinkles 
by color. Yeah, I'm I'm quirky. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I have to sort my M&Ms before I can eat them. I do that in, too. In groups of colors and I only eat one color at a time. I do that okay, too. So I'm just as quirky. <laughs> it's just, I've always done that. With it's Skittles. nice to have control over yes, something. It is a control thing. That is exactly what it is for me. I love to be in control. So that is that is very cool. Um, do you do anything um, outside of school? Are you in any um, clubs or Yeah, sports? I do this acting thing in oh, okay. where I am. It's called Yat, and it's very fun. I do it with some friends. That's neat. So do you guys put on shows, or do you just... Uh, we are currently working on a show right now. That's fantastic. Well, I love to hear that. Um, so your brother, Jack, is 16, so he's three years older than you. Um, so clearly autism is all you've ever known when it comes to Jack, because you were born after him. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about your childhood? Um, I mean, you're still a child, but I mean, your younger childhood years yeah. of interacting with Jack. Tell us a little bit about him and about your relationship um, with him. So when I was little, I really don't remember interacting with him ever. It's just mm -hmm. like, oh, he doesn't want to play. He doesn't play. So I'm not going to play with him. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's changed now. We we talk. We have conversations, though short. Um, he's very sweet. He's very funny. Um, but my mom and dad would try to make him interact, and he just he just didn't interact with me and that's that's fine mm -hmm. honestly he, he did him I did me um I do remember when I was around five I remember this very vividly I think this was like the first time I realized wait a minute my brother's different um it's because I had friends and my friends all had like siblings and things and I was like wait your siblings play with you that's that's not right. Mine doesn't do that. That's mm -hmm. not normal. Um, and I tried to, um, he was not having a good time that day. So, um, you know, just, um, meltdown. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, we can all eat outside as a family with these cool butterfly plates. I remember there were party plates with butterflies on them. <laughs> I was very excited because I was a five-year-old. Uh, and I would still be excited to this day if we could do that. And we, we've eaten together. So I got what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, But he didn't. He just my mom had to leave and take him for a ride. Mm -hmm. uh, and rides were something that was constant in um my life because I'd uh, be like, Mom, I need your help with this. Uh, and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry. I have to go take your brother for a ride. And I remember I used to sleep downstairs in our old house. And I would always hear my mom and dad like rushing around upstairs. Uh, and I'd hear my brother like screaming and crying. Mm -hmm. And it was just scary. And it's still scary because sometimes it does still happen. Mm -hmm. But it's very rare now. Well, as far as your interactions, um, did he, as you aged, kind of gradually start to try to talk to you or did you try to engage him more as you got older and understood a little bit more how to how to connect with him and interact I with think him? it was both he got a uh, treatment that he's still getting to this day that makes him feel so much better and it like resets him and makes everything just 
easier mm -hmm. for everyone, really. Um, and oof. Is it kind of best to confront him or like yeah, after he's um, had a treatment? Well, once he's had a treatment, he's usually pretty sleepy and it's very. Oh, dirty. okay. Because my mom will usually come. She'll pick me up from my homeschooling group and mm -hmm. she'll, um, and then he'll just be in the back, just like, mm. just kind of chill. <laughs> chill. Yeah. Yeah. My son loves being in the car too. And, um, I feel like we're always driving around to nowhere, just driving around. So, um, have you, now that you're, you know, older, have you been able to just kind of process how that felt as a parent we always worry about like my daughter is is the same she's two years younger than her brother and I just worried about the sacrifices that she had to make like you said you know your mom wouldn't be able to help you with something because she'd have to go and drive your brother around and we feel so bad um have you been able to just kind of talk to your parents about how that felt or or have you been able to kind of wrestle with those feelings of your on your own and understand I guess um. Yeah, in um, the past, when I didn't have many close friends like I do now, mm -hmm. uh, and I've also told all my friends to watch this when it comes out, <laughs> so they, um, they're they very excited and they're very sweet and they're very supportive, but I did not have them during um, times like COVID, so I was completely alone usually for those times, uh, and I often am emotionally alone because there's not many kids who go through what I go through mm -hmm. um and my mom tells me that oh you you usually just suck it up you just you, you never complain you've never said you said oh this is hard but you've never asked for anything different because I don't know anything different right it's yeah. just my life you seem very mature for your age <laughs> and you're very oh, understanding. I can be, nice. and I also cannot be. I'm very, <laughs> well, you're entitled to that because you are 13. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> kind of all over the place. Sometimes I'm dancing in target and other times I'm having intellectual conversations with adults. Yes. Well, you know, I mean, I do think that um, a lot of, siblings in your situation you guys do mature faster you're more empathetic I feel like there's a lot of good qualities dare I say that come out of having a sibling on the spectrum you just you have to learn to adapt and just, a lot of kids um, aren't experienced at that I feel like I'm more of a patient person because of uh, my brother and I can better uh, understand and relate to people with um differing opinions and different um you know disabilities that's the word sorry mm -hmm. I, I had to rack my brain for that word because mm -hmm. yeah and it's also really hard uh on the topic of friends making new friends it's not that that is hard on its own I am very social I love making friends um but it's hard to explain my situation to those people um it's like oh, my brother's disabled, um, then I have to list each individual, like, disability, and oftentimes I don't even myself ex fully understand. Uh, I just know that this isn't the normal for everyone, because most of my friends, uh, they have siblings who are all... Neurotypical. <clears throat> just normal mm -hmm. siblings. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. And then it's like, oh, I have to explain 
not only to my friend, but to their siblings, what, what they can't do at my house, what they can't. But I also have to, like, as a more patient person, I also have to rush whenever my mom and I go out into public. She's usually like, okay, we're on a schedule. We got to go. We got to get back to your brother. Can't leave him with grandma forever because she got to go take her nap. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, we're just usually going, wow. Yeah running around like crazy. Well, you had said um, before that uh, before you had your really close friends, um, it was tough. And and you've said, you know, even when you meet people, you have to explain kind of the situation. So initially, do you, um, when you meet people and get to know friends, do you just start right in with like, okay, my brother has autism and, and everything else that's going on. And do you invite people over to your house? Because my daughter, it, didn't really want people she's in college now but didn't really want friends over even though they knew about Skylar's autism oh, I just think that the meltdowns maybe would have embarrassed her more than she never really told me the reason she's just like I'm good I don't need anybody here for me, me sad it's <laughs> so. it's fine for me um when I make friends I usually don't uh start with hey I have a brother with severe autism which Again, might also be something I should start with because uh, I'm I'm a little different myself. I got ADHD. I'm like all over the place a lot, but um, I do have friends over a lot, and they all uh, these are my tight knit friends. They they know my situation, and they're all very um sweet to my brother. Like I'll have one friend, he plays drums, and so he'll go in the back and he'll play drums for my brother. Aww. Um, and, like, my brother will speak to my friends, um, and whenever my brother has meltdowns, which isn't as often as it used to be, uh, they, uh, I'll usually call them, and I'll be like, hey, man, I'm really scared right now, I need a friend, and they're like, uh -huh. okay, I'm here for you, and we're all, like, just very close, uh, but with, covid and things i didn't really have that um i had like one or two friends that i would talk to and of course i never really saw them ever because of covid mm -hmm. uh but usually during that time i was alone in my room and that's when i would turn mostly to gaming uh okay. and that's why i game as much as i do i do i play video games a lot probably more than uh most kids um because of my brother I uh, have certain things that oh, that I'm allowed to do that other kids are not because it's like, oh, I'm sorry that we have to do this, but you can do this because uh, you need something to do. Mm -hmm. Has that helped? The, the gaming, it just kind of takes you um, out of the situation? Yeah, that's what I usually, uh, if I'm not calling my friends during the times that I'm scared, uh, I'll try to ignore it and I'll turn up the music uh, in my headphones really loud mm -hmm. and I'll um, start playing video games because it's just like an escape. Mm -hmm. What, what is a meltdown for your brother? I know you said they're less frequent, which is great. Um, what is, what did that consist of? Was, does he just kind of yell a lot or does he hit he or throw things? Or, okay. It's screams. not, it's not just yelling. It is screaming. Like he is like in pain. He's Aww. screaming. Uh, he's hitting himself. 
he's biting himself. He's hitting on my mom. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time that he had another meltdown in years, actually. Uh, My mom had just come back from getting some surgery. And he hit her square right where she had had the surgery. Oh, no. Uh, It was the very night that she had come back. Uh, And so none of us really got any sleep. And I was really scared. Uh, And I think... I was more scared of her getting hurt, of him getting hurt, of my mom and dad getting hurt, and my grandma getting hurt. I wasn't really scared for me because I knew he would never, I know for a fact he would never try to hurt himself or others um, on purpose. Mm-hmm. And he'll he'll apologize when he has his meltdowns. Like, he'll be able to break it, and it'll be like, I'm sorry. And it just breaks our hearts. Like, don't be sorry. It's okay. It's not your fault. Yeah, that is the hardest part. He never tried to hurt us on purpose. He's he's sweet and he's innocent. And he's just, he's never done anything bad in his entire life. And I love Uh him so much. It's it's sad that the most of the world that doesn't live this life thinks that our kids are just naughty or bad or rotten. They can't control their bodies 90% of the time. They can't. Yeah, it is not their fault. I tell my son that all the time. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I say it so much. Um, But it's hard because, you know, I I love that your brother knows enough that his body is kind of acting against him to tell you guys he's sorry. Not that he needs to, but it's nice to hear. I think it's harder in families that um, their children aren't able to apologize or explain like I didn't mean to do that um and you know they just kind of have to we just have to assume that they didn't mean to like he 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 pinches um pretty hard so the room that I'm in used to be my grandma's room and he likes to come in here because he still thinks that this is my grandmother's room oh um but he would also come in my other room uh and he just kind of like play with the sink on the floor but that wasn't the point uh the point was uh, he would pinch my grandma, and I'd usually hear uh, her, you may not pinch grandma, and he'd be like, sorry. Uh, and he always, he has a spot on his chin where he will take his fist, and he'll go, whop. Uh, and he'll, like, point at what he wants. He's he's a very demanding man. He knows what he wants when he wants it, and he usually wants chicken nuggets. Uh, he, he He's learning to talk, and he has a bunch of, like, funny phrases that he says, like, buzzes eye, or, uh, is fun to play with Jack. Um, and you can do it. He's very, <laughs> very motivational. Very inspirational. How, uh, do you guys know what he wants? Like uh, when he's pointing at what he wants, do you know immediately uh, or does it take like, a while? He'll point and then he'll say, he is like, he'll whisper. He doesn't like talk. He'll either go, he'll either laugh it or he will, um, <clears throat> he'll, whisper it so so he might <clears throat> point at chicken and whisper chicken like he'll he'll point at the kitchen and he'll go chicken okay <laughs> well or i mean we'll be I riding and he'll he'll say french fries because uh sometimes we go and get fast food and i'm like i usually get mom mad at my mom and dad if they get fast food and they don't bring me any because <laughs> it's fast food I I want French fries myself, please. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very That's much. That's always a given. Like, yes, I, I will always be a yes on that. <laughs> Give me the fast food, mother. Yes. Well, what do you um? You mentioned a couple of things, but what do you love and appreciate most about Jack? 
um, when he tries to make us laugh and when he laughs and smiles. Aww. His smile and laugh are both uh, so cute, and you'll know that you'll never find another face uh, in the entire face of the earth that is is happy and is uh, loving and accepting as he is because he, he can't and he will not judge anyone right for anything they do um and he'll try to make us laugh it'll come up and sometimes he won't say the most uh pg of words but he knows that it'll make us laugh like he'll go up to a mom and he'll like swear and then uh we'll all like laugh because he doesn't know what it means but he's just trying to make my he mom just knows laugh. you're not supposed to say it <laughs> that's funny he just well... knows that it makes us laugh uh, and we've been to places like Target in past years, uh, and he was very happy there. Uh, he loved going there, and I know when we go in public, we're always going to get, like, looks. Uh, like, a few days ago, we went to our uh, my old school for this, uh, like, they do a selling thing where they make things because the art, there's an art department there and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, so, like, there are these girls, they were just, like, going... And my brother, they were just scowling at him. And I was like, don't look at my brother. I'll punch you if you do that. <laughs> don't judge him. You don't know him. He's amazing. I'd do anything for him. I would. Um, Aw. Well, how does it feel when you go in public? As you've gotten older and you notice people staring at your brother or your family, does it, usually what's just going like, through you? Like, do you want to say there, something? Do you feel like you should say them? something? Yeah ignore them or I'm going to punch them. Um, <laughs> don't look at my brother like he is um, not human because he is human. He mm-hmm. is human and he deserves respect like the old lady that parks in the handicapped spots. He deserves respect. Uh, it's not just because he's in the wheelchair. It's because he's different. No, mm-hmm. you don't get to treat him like that. Right. And it makes yeah. me so mad. It makes my mom so mad. It makes my whole family and all my friends mad like they'd also um would probably punch that person yeah because it's not he is human Mm -hmm. he might not be like us he might just be a 16 year old infant but he is our 16 year old infant and he is still human Mm -hmm. he's still a person i think that's what's hard is just for any of us in public if Jack were to have a meltdown or something at Target. It's just the amount of people who stare. And some people ask if we need any help or if we need anything. And I'm like, you know, I got it. It's it's fine. I would rather people ask me questions or come up and say hi to him or just whatever than just kind of look at him like he is, like you said, a creature. Like you would, you <laughs> would come up and say hi to a baby. Jack is basically the equivalent of a 16-year-old baby. Right. And he is very sweet and he loves... Uh, and he might not at all times like it when people are around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he does have a limit, and that's usually to adults. Uh, uh, it's just because he, he he gets a... Just probably overwhelmed, yeah. Yeah, he gets a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah. As, but so do I, honestly. Yeah, so I'm anyone. like, okay, that's enough people. Stop screaming at me, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Well, it's so cool that he has such a support system with your friends and your family and everyone around him. I think the one thing that still bothers me and maybe it doesn't bother your family or you guys is when people come up to Skylar, I mean, my son's 20 and they're like, hi, what's your name? Like he's four. 
I mean, at least Jack can say, speak back, you know, and they can tell, but I'm like, he's a 20 year old man. Just go, Hey, what's your name? And, and then I'll say, well, he doesn't speak, but his name's Skylar. And if they just talk back to him, like, Hey, Skylar, how was your day? Instead of talking to him like he's an infant, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> it's just a personal thing, but my family is a little bit guilty of uh, talking to Jack like he's an infant. It's because we call him buddies. Uh, we don't know why we call him buddies plural. We just call him buddies. <laughs> um, I think it's because my grandfather's name was Buddy, uh, and I don't know why, but we call him Buddy Buddies plural. We say hi, buddies. <laughs> Uh, we don't we don't go hey, but we will like kind of talk down to him. But that's just because yeah, but he probably he knows sweet. the difference. He, enjoys, he knows the difference yeah. between us and other people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if there's anything that you could let the most of the listeners are family members or parents of um, children on the spectrum, but if you could. And they all really want to know what, if their kids aren't speaking to them, they kind of want to know what you're thinking and feeling. Just growing up in a household, as we've identified, is very different for for kids who grow up with a, an autistic sibling um, than your neurotypical friends who have brothers and sisters that they play with and they argue about taking the car and all the things that you and Jack aren't really doing. What would you like to explain to people that it's like having a brother like Jack. It can be awesome, all all good things, or some of the challenges, just what your life has been like. It's great. I love my brother, and I do anything for him. Mm -hmm. I would set fire to the entire world if it made him happy. (laughs) I would do it. I love him so much. But um, with things like, um, say, homework, or like I have ADHD and stuff, and I have other things that I need taken care of for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually like after uh, whatever Jack needs, which I can understand that. I'm not I'm not um, salty about that at all. Uh, or like I don't hold resentment because of that. It's just my mom's usually like just Google it. Just Google it. Uh, and so Google has helped uh, through my school a lot this year. Uh, just, just Google it. Like, don't ask me. I don't know. I've got Jack. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's usually not the number one priority, but it is a priority. I'm not saying that my mom doesn't um, look after me. She does. She definitely does. She makes sure that I'm alive and breathing every single day, <laughs> which is, um, I think that's a lot for a parent as well. Just making sure that you're normal or you're, you're, somewhat normal child uh is alive and breathing because that's pretty hard to make sure that your child is still alive and breathing you know (laughs) it's just like like i'll i'll be thinking about that like i'm good i might be a mom one day oh i have to keep my child alive and breathing and (laughs) yeah that's kind of a criteria (laughs) and like it's just it's crazy that a parent can do that i can't do that i definitely can't do that well, so now, since you um, are homeschooled, does Jack go to a an autism center or a school or a therapy program or anything during the day? Or is he also um, with your family 24-7, like every day? He's with my family 24-7. Okay. He used to go to um, a therapy sort of thing, but he 
uh, he doesn't anymore because um, insurance uh, doesn't cover it anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> insurance. I get mad about that. I get <laughs> so mad about adult things. <laughs> like, I think most 13-year-olds don't get mad about um, insurance and politics, but I do because I've just, I guess, grown up a little bit in that way. Um, and it's kind of annoying when people are like, oh, where does your brother go to school? Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Yeah. Is he homeschooled? No. <laughs> then what does he do for school? He doesn't. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not that complicated. I just told you the first time he doesn't do school. Yeah. And it's like, oh, is he stupid? No. He's very intelligent. Yeah. Man, he is his own person and he's smart in his own way. Yeah. Yeah. I just was thinking about just the dynamic of your mom and dad having to, I mean, you know, help you with your schooling too, since you're homeschooled and then attend to his every need all day. Um, I already know your feelings about your family in general, but is there anything you want to say about your mom and dad like just what what you think of the job they're doing as parents they're doing a great Mm -hmm. job uh I love them very much yeah Uh, and my dad works very hard my mom works very hard Mm -hmm. and my grandmother helps and I love them and I know that the um, they have they have their own struggles but they always put uh, me before that and even though um they put uh, Jack's needs because his needs are very important. I cannot stress that enough. I think that my brother is the most important uh, thing ever. He is so important, especially to me. Very important. Um, and even though uh, I am not number one on their priority, I am very high up on their priorities. Um, and my priority uh, comes before theirs uh, to them. Yeah. And uh, if I'm like having an emotional time, like I cry a lot. I can admit to that. I cry a lot. I'm a very emotional person. Um, and they'll all, they'll usually like, they'll, they'll stop and they'll drop everything. And they'll be like, are you okay? Do you need something? Do you want help? Uh, and they'll like, they'll love me and they'll support me and I love and support them. And my mom has told me that you don't need to throw away your life. You don't have to stay in this house forever because of your brother. And I'm like, but I can if I have to. And it was like, you don't have to. Yeah, those but are- I can <laughs> if I must. Those are hard and conversations. Yeah. To have that we don't like to have. And we don't want you guys to feel like you're responsible for your sibling for the rest of your life. You need a life too. And um, that's our job to worry about the future and where our sons will go and like who will take care of them. And we can't because, um, you know, I... So we got some work done on our house, so it's like an apartment kind of thing. Oh, cool. Uh, that attaches to my brother's room. So that's kind of for the future. That's great. Uh, for when my grandmother uh, isn't around anymore, uh, to have someone, like, come in and live with us yeah. to take care of my brother that's specific to taking care of him. That's fantastic, though. So that I can go out and spread my wings and go flying away. Yeah. Well, that's, that's wonderful. I mean, we have to be thinking always 10 steps ahead for the future, even though he's only 16, because 
things come quickly. So, well, I, I appreciate so much you, your honesty and, and being on and willing to talk about your life and your brother. And, um, you know, the only thing I would say that maybe your mom would agree with is that you both are number one. I guarantee you in her mind, yes. you're both number one. Um, Definitely. Sometimes just his needs are like more urgent, like, <laughs> yeah, minute. yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, for sure. I know my mom, my mom cares about me so very much. Yeah. You are a gem, Lee. You're so mature. Thank you. So for... just wise. And your brother is so lucky to have you as his sibling because you um, obviously would move mountains for him and love him with every fiber of your being. And I, I think your I would parents move mountains have... if I could lift something um, <laughs> that's more than two pounds. I'm, I have you are tiny. arms. I have little noodle arms. I'm very weak. Ah, that's so great. Your family, your parents have done an amazing job with you and I'm sure with your brother too. So um, again, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and um, yeah, have a great I, uh, rest of the, the I year. I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Well, thanks so much and um, take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.